And welcome to episode nine of the Anime Ichiban podcast on Goomba Stomp. I'm joined today by Matt and Kyle, as always, and Kyle's brother, who we've just met today. Hello. Uh, no- Noah. Hello, the special guest, Noah. How are you? Hi. I'm doing fine, thank you. How about you? I'm really good. What's news in your life? Tell us about yourself. Uh, I am uh, an artist, I guess. Um, still living in SoCal and trying to get my name out there on the internet. And you've contributed a bit to our podcast in your own way. I have, well, have yes. You? Yeah. What have so you done? So this whole time, I have designed the banner for Anime Ichiban with the little Magikarp on it. So I was there the whole time. What you've actually done as well, you, you've written the scripts for every single episode. Yes, I have. Believe it or not, every single thing we say is predetermined by a script and you've written that. I'm literally so, just reading from a Word document right this very moment. I, I'm reading the Word document too. So if there's been any points where the listeners haven't enjoyed it, it's been all your fault for writing that in. Yes. Yeah. So but we often if there's been if there's been any Sorry? point where the viewers or listeners enjoyed it, that was all us and not Noah. So yeah, there that you was go. when we improvised. I'm sorry, that part wasn't on the script. That's how we delivered it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Noah's scripts are usually really racist and homophobic and very horrible. Uh, we have to uh, edit it and, and put in good bits. So, so yeah, you've been contributing in very negative ways so far, Noah. So we're very disappointed <laughs> in you. So I'm not going to talk to you again. Kyle, how are you? Doing good. It's uh, it's a good weekend. I have there have been so many games coming out over the past month, both like big AAA and indies. There, there's too many. I need more time. Oh, no. Are you getting like a Christmas break at all coming up? I am. So I'm just going to be spending like a week and a half playing through a bunch of RPGs. I might even finish Persona. Oh, oh man. In celebration did, of that. I thought you had finished it. I, had, finished. I have. I've put 130 hours in that game and I still haven't finished it. I'm on the last You'll palace. You'll put 130 more. Oh, are, are I, you on um, So are you on a, the politician's palace? Yeah, I, well, I finished his up and I think it's just like the last of mementos left. And then right, everything yeah, right. with Morgana. You're you're close. Yeah. So like, I am so I close. In you're the past, like in the past, you kind of yeah. Like the story gets fucking awesome. Again. Okay, it's good throughout, in my opinion. Good. It's, really it's cool. just like the, the politician's palace burned me so much because it was such a slog to get through. Oh really? Do you think? Yes. It. I really didn't enjoy it, and I didn't enjoy the villain either. That's like I I said this before, but that that was like my biggest issue with Persona Five is I hate the main villain Mm. i think like for me i guess my least favorite palace would be the spaceport palace which i still enjoy i Mm -hmm. want to reiterate i enjoy all of that game but that to me there's a real difficulty spike on that palace that's quite noticeable compared to the preceding Uh, ones and uh in fact i don't know it feels like it just gets unnecessarily tough at certain parts i agree with that and there was a weird little like airlock puzzle for that oh god oh, i hated for that reason oh. it it messed with my brain i could not get through it for the life of me for the longest time i don't know what it was about that i was just having a massive brain yeah. fart so yeah mm. i definitely agree that was probably the weakest palace of the game for me i still enjoyed it but there were points where i'm like 
okay, I'd like to be done with this now. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's mostly how I felt with that and then the last palace was like, uh, can I finish? Can I be done? If it weren't for the fights, which I just enjoy no matter what. But even then, it's like at that point, I, my team was already like already powerful enough where I was kind of just stomping through and then just not even thinking about strategy. But yeah, figured I'd finish Persona 5 also because Tales of Vesperia gets its Switch release uh, yes. next month, yes, which yes, I'm very yes. excited Along for. Along with Kingdom Hearts 3. Boo. Well, not a Switch release. Boo. <laughs> okay, come on. It, I, I will be the first to admit that the Kingdom Hearts story is an absolute train wreck, but that does not mean that I am not 110% looking forward to seeing this train wreck <laughs> actually come to a stop. It's it's been Is just it like stop, derailed though? and like on its side and just being ca- carried through this whole time and it's finally going to like and then at some point it became like five time. trains instead of one <laughs> yes yeah exactly <laughs> I've I've not played the Kingdom Hearts game so I've not got an opinion but uh, I know they're like a lot of people love them but I know they're somewhat divisive in terms of the story oh, yeah. and there are a lot of people that don't get it mm-hmm. um, I eat I- everyone. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, me and Noah have actually talked about this quite a bit before. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we come to the like decision for ourselves that we agree it would have been way better if they focused more on the Disney side of things than the Squeenix yeah. JRPG stuff. So I what I figured was that like, oh, oh. So what I think is really cool is that um, if they just make a full on Disney RPG where you're just Mickey... Donald and Goofy going around trying to fix the whole Disney cinematic universe or whatever, uh, these giant set pieces and stuff, instead of Final Fantasy Light. I don't know. It's completely confusing to me, but I totally get it if you're into it, though. Yeah, that, that's mostly how I feel about Kingdom Hearts is like, I I don't like it, but I get it. I think it would be better if they uh, had Sonic in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is just because uh, before we started recording, we were having a debate about the fact that I enjoy the Sonic franchise and uh, Kyle loathes it. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll get onto that later. But uh, Matt, uh, did, you, did you say you disagree with the Kingdom Hearts thing? You think? Oh, I, I'm, I'm just yeah. All I'll say on this, I, I love the bullshit Kingdom Hearts. How? <laughs> yeah, it's I, I can't explain why. I, it's just one of those things where I wouldn't have it any other way, to be honest. And that's just because uh, if we did have this Disney cinematic universe, I'm sure it'd be great. And I would love it at that point. If someone were to kind of explain to me this backwards ass world of darkness and hearts of light story that Kingdom Hearts has going on, I'd be like, what is, what are you on? But in the moment, I just live for that. It's, it's the same reason why I get hyped up about, really poor storytelling in anime sometimes when the action is just so incredible Mm. (laughs) and i can fully acknowledge that just recently kyle's favorite franchise and the the finale for freight grand order Mm. uh it had not the greatest writing but it was some of the hypest shit i've ever seen in any anime related medium and i was all in for it so yeah that's that's why I like Kingdom Hearts 3 or just the Kingdom Hearts series in general. And when it comes to the actual combat as well, it's so fluid and so feels so good and feels so nice. I love it. Mm. I think that's really interesting. Like having something where you can acknowledge the story isn't very good, but it's done in such a campy, silly way that it becomes enjoyable. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, that's um, where I sit, basically. I, I, I totally get that. Um, And I, I guess where I differ on that is that I, I absolutely, like, I think I've mentioned this before, but, like, half of what I enjoy, the half of the media I enjoy is, like, thoughtful, well-made, like, really well-told stories and interesting characters and ideas. Then the other half is just complete trash. But I, I guess I would differ from you, Matt, in that I don't necessarily enjoy action trash. I enjoy Moe Blob weeb trash. <laughs> So yeah. I'm not and a huge even, uh, Fate yeah. fan or Kingdom Hearts fan, but I'll watch shit like Blendess and working. Yeah, but and you Kingdom hate Hearts Blendess. Is definitely, yeah, Blendess is really bad. But a lot of different opinions are getting flown around right now, like mm-hmm. uh, getting thrown around even, not flown around. Um, yeah, we've all got very different perspectives on mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but Noah, like, what anime series do you like? What If you were to say your three favorites or maybe your two favorites, I don't know, what are some of your favorites? Um... So it may come as a surprise. I have not watched any anime at all. Um, Ever. Well, okay. Well, it's been a long time, but from the last thing I can remember are Working, uh, which uh, Kyle and I both thoroughly enjoy. And uh, Haruhi, I guess. That was like the last like slice of life anime that I could remember really, really remembering all the way through. And then... Man, uh, you know, let's just fill in Arrow Manga Sensei. All right, no, no. How did you completely forget about Toradora? Oh my god, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) I totally forgot about Toradora. Yeah, Toradora's great. Right, fortunately, you're on an anime podcast that speaks primarily about anime. So don't worry if you've not seen much anime recently. (laughs) Because you don't need to know anything on an anime podcast. (laughs) Mm. It'll be fine. Like a lot of the time, uh, Matt and Kyle might be talking about a series. I don't know. So we just wing it. We just make it up as it goes along. So don't worry at all. Uh, but anyways, that kind of roughly transitions into our first topic, which is how we all actually got into anime in the first place. So uh, Noah, why don't you start? What was your first experience with anime? Oh, first experience of anime. So I think about around in fifth grade, I started watching Karugi, that yeah, that was my first anime that I really remember. God, I saw it with like thinking, oh man, this looks kind of lame. And then I watched the first episode, this looks kind of lame, but I'm gonna keep watching. And then I ended up finishing the whole series probably around, I don't know, the end of the night. <laughs> so you just binged it <laughs> completely, yeah. And was that like a moment of realization where you thought this is really entertaining? Actually, this medium is really entertaining. Um, yes and no. So you you liked it, and you also didn't like it. Well, it I didn't like that. I you. liked it. I definitely did not like that. I liked it. <laughs> okay, so, so kind of carried on for like that. Well, that feeling doesn't ever years. go away. If <laughs> no. you watch anime, so you had, you had a perception of anime that was negative where do you think that negative perception came from what was it born out of the the fact that nobody else watched anime around me <laughs> really yeah. so, so have you have you like prefer to do things that your social circle do so, so like i is, is your like preferences for content dictated by those around you just a little bit yeah um yeah. but you know i eventually found people that enjoyed anime I know it was it was it was fun finding other people that enjoyed the same medium as you did that you kind of thought was a little bit niche. Mm. Right, especially back in those days too, when 
basically it was like the YouTube days of anime or like sketchy streaming sites for it. <laughs> it was very niche. Yeah. And you would be hard pressed to find more than maybe like three or four kids per high school, maybe that actually watched anime on any sort of regular basis or enjoyed it on a regular basis beyond the usual Dragon Ball, uh, Pokemon, Naruto shenanigans yeah, that you might find on. It's actually like really interesting um and kind of weird to look that like not even 10 years ago anime like within the past 10 years anime has kind of exploded in popularity yeah and it's 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 difficult to really pinpoint exactly why hmm. like we we have these official streaming sites yeah like crunchyroll and funimation that have been getting more prominent but I wouldn't say their presence was re- what really sparked that interest. I feel like I think, it's got to be a yeah. lot of different things. One of the things that I, I think, definitely noticed, um, especially from growing up to when I was you know, younger and like looking in game stores, it's like there are so many more anime games just out now that are localized for the West. That's right. true, yeah. I, I think um, a huge part of it growing in popularity, and I think this exists for so many things, um, is the internet. And it, it's trend culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of goes into what Noah is saying about like um, your interests being dictated by a friendship circle. And it's something I find really kind of interesting, quite a depressing way, how uh, so many people there, I'm not saying this is the case for you, Noah, but like I'm talking about more extreme cases where their entire personality and all of their likes and interests will be dictated by those around them. And what's considered cool on YouTube trending, what's considered cool in the the pop charts what's considered cool on a i don't know fucking like the latest kardashian video or whatever like everything that someone does is because they think this is what other people will perceive well as cool i don't i don't think that's even exclusive kind of to like I, I i'm sure that there are people on like the extreme end of things but i would probably say i like especially in high school i was one of those kids that like talked to people on message boards and like found online communities and that was how like yeah. i stayed in anime right yeah definitely I, I think everyone wants to belong to something so like there's almost a kind of a, a sense of community with the anime side of things like people get into it now also because they're part of a community that loves the same thing as them so it's almost like you 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 like the idea of having kind of an alternative interest that deviates from like the most kind of commercially <coughs> trending thing so you kind of get into this alternative side of things uh, and through the internet that's fueled further through memes and through internet culture. And I think that's why like not just anime, but so many trends are growing because we live in a trend culture where everything is fueled by memes and online popularity and online sharing. Mm. Uh, I think to add on to that, um, a lot of that is uh, like the integration of anime for like younger generations is due in part to all the people who watched it during the uh i guess fma run, like era kind of anime is that you see it in a lot of cartoons being inspired so like steven universe is like a uh, big influence or it takes a lot of influences from anime mm. and i guess i, I think okay ko I, I don't really remember a lot oh adventure time yeah that's a great example of anime inspired well yeah that too yeah well you've got all of these people that that, like during that time came out during the genesis yeah Yeah. but you still got like a lot of these people that grew up with anime um and are you know 
anime fans and making their own stuff with it now. Like, I think uh, Guillermo del Toro was a huge fan of, like, 70s and 80s mecha, and then he made Pacific Rim because he really liked those giant mecha slash kaiju series. I, I guess it's, it's like a whole cycle, isn't it, where, like, anime becomes really popular and it influences um, other mediums from other countries, and then they, in turn, inspire certain anime series. It all kind of inspires one another, but, like, as all this happens it does fuel the fire of anime popularity and it grows as a result. Mm-hmm. Like every time it influences something Western, that is essentially free marketing for anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I was, and I think aside from now, we're all within the same age range. So I was definitely one of those people that grew up in the early 2000s with like Toonami and Cowboy right. Bebop and FMA. Um, like, as far as, like, my own, like, first experiences with anime went, like, I distinctly remember owning a blue Dragon Ball cassette tape that I would just watch over and over mm. again that had, like, the first five episodes of the original Dragon Ball with the Funimation dub. blue? I don't know. I think it was because that was the color of Goku's outfit for, like, the first stretch of the series. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just, like, that was how, like, you would watch stuff in the early night or like in the late nineties and early two thousands was like, you would go to video stores um, and just get like a tape that had like a few episodes on it. Um, and you didn't even really know yeah. what it was, but you just saw the cover on it. It's like, that's a neat looking cartoon. Yep. And it's like a single shelf, maybe half a shelf dedicated to anime. And it <laughs> may not even be called anime. It may have been called Japanimation. Yeah. <laughs> The right slash wrong parts of the world. Wait, what kind of uh, video stores did you have growing up? I never actually saw a Japanimation section, but I've heard tell tales of the Japanimation section. <laughs> I, I just grew up with the standard blockbuster and Hollywood videos mm. around me. There, I think there was one mom and pop shop around me when I was really, really young, but that was before I was really capable of choosing for myself what to watch. So what was your like introduction to it, Matt? What was your very first anime you saw? So I got into the medium in a very backwards manner. So like Kyle, I grew up also with Toonami. And so Dragon Ball, Pokemon, Sailor Moon, Full Metal Alchemist, so on and so forth. But I didn't really, it didn't really register in my head that those were some other different cartoons besides the things that I would see like on Nickelodeon, like SpongeBob and stuff like that. And so they're just other cartoons on TV for me at the time. The first mm. anime that I watched consciously knowing this is something different, this is something called anime, was Ranma One Half. And mm. the way I discovered Ranma One Half was, I don't know how, but I came across a webcomic and it was based on Ranma One Half. And it was a crossover between Sailor Moon and Ranma One Half. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's really easy to imagine if you know what Rama One Half is about. And I'm reading it, and at first I thought it's like, oh, this is just some like original character that someone decided to put in Sailor Moon. And then I somehow found out that the webcomic was based off of fan fiction. And like, oh, I'll go read this like this novel someone wrote because I didn't know what fan fiction was even at the time. It's just like, oh, that's like I read it. It's a book on the internet sort of and at some point i realized that the fan fiction was based off of a cartoon oh i'm like God. oh man i can yeah i can watch like this with motion and voices and music yes sign me up 
And then I found Rama one half and somehow, I don't know, I think I learned about Rumiko Takahashi and how she did Inuyasha and it just kind of snowballed from there. And I watched mm. all, what is it, 200 plus episodes. Good Lord. Over, not not like, in a, not in, it was over the course of like two months, something like that. It wasn't like super. Well, it's not even that. It's more the fact that you just decided to say, all right, I'm going to watch all of Ranma one yeah, half. And that was on the YouTube date. And I, then from there, oh it God. Just, yeah, I had Love Hina. I no, had, I'm so sorry. Uh, Oran High School. Yeah, Love Hina was the second. Oran High School Host Club was the third. I think Haruhi was the fourth. And then hmm. the rest is history. So I'm looking I, this up on Google real quick. Is it Sailor Ronco? Yes, it's that one. Good Lord. This is one of the most <laughs> mid 2000s sites I've ever seen. Oh, man. I haven't, I haven't actually looked at it ever since my early days. I'll look at it later. Anyways. Yeah, that, that's the one. If you want to see how I got its anime, look up the Sailor Ronco webcomic slash fanfiction. Ah. I think, um, I think it's funny how like, it's very easy to get into it in kind of a weird way, but isn't like. Like, you know, you expect it, oh, I was I was seven years old and I, I loved Dragon Ball and that was how I got into it. But, like, if that's not the case for everyone. For some people, mm-hmm. it's, like, something a bit more weird and backwards. Uh, for me, it was pretty boring, to be honest. Uh, we, so it's, in the UK, we have uh, something called Sky. And Sky is, like... We the, also I have, have that in the... Hey! Oh, do, do you have that in the US? <laughs> right, so, I, but, I can look out my window and see oh. it right now. Oh, oh, it was, it, it was a, like, a TV package you could get. Um, but yeah, we do also have the Sky. But yeah, so we've got this TV package called Sky um, and you'd get like Boomerang and Toonami and Cartoon Network on there and that would have a few bits, but we were too poor to afford Sky, so we didn't have it. So I never saw any anime um, except Pokemon, which was so big that it was on like mainstream telly, I seem to remember. But yeah, like I, I saw the Pokemon movie and, you know, I was about six or something, so I was really into that. I um, cried, hopefully. Sorry? Cried with the first Pokemon movie, I hope. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's, it's very <laughs> sad at the end. Yeah, it's a, an yeah. emotional twist. Um, mm. I won't spoil it in case anyone's planning on watching it. But Pikachu uh, gets they... stabbed in the gut. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I remember watching that. But other than that, I didn't watch any anime. Uh, just because I wasn't familiar with it. I didn't know what it was. And it wasn't until I was like 15, 16, but I saw uh, like dance music producers I follow online kind of posting about it, being like, oh, this is my favourite series, whatever. And uh, I just thought, oh, that's interesting. I've never actually watched anime. So I kind of just looked up, I think I just looked at miscellaneous series and I couldn't really decide on what to watch. And for whatever reason, I started watching um, A Certain Magical Index. I don't know why. Like, there's nothing in particular that attracted me to it. I just kind of went to watch it. And at the time, I enjoyed it, but my bar for quality was very low. So (laughs) now... It is a fucking stupid story. It's so convoluted. It's so forgettable. The main character is terrible. There's all sorts of problems with it. But at the time, I just loved that I've seen this new thing. I watched it in dub as well. And like for about a year, I watched dubs, not really having the uh, the bravery to go to subs. But eventually I did. I just thought, this is so much better. Watching oh, subtitles dubs only. are fine. They're, oh, they're, they're uh, bad I mean, dubs. The, the, dubs be- the dubs back then, though... Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I've dubs actually are, been... dubs have gotten better over the years, yeah. but like back then they're not good. Um, and also like even if they are fine, like the subs often are slightly better. You know, there's there's a handful of of shows that are better dubbed, but it's not too many. I don't think. Right. Yeah. There's there's definitely you can count on both hands what shows are better dubbed. You can say Cowboy Bebop, uh, Black Lagoon, 
uh, basically anything that has like a western setting will usually feel a little better with a dub yeah yeah but uh but yeah anime is cool and Mm -hmm. uh we've all gotten into it in in pretty weird ways but uh here we are now years later we've got our own podcast about it um and something one last thing i want to comment on that really quickly i just remembered also I think another reason that it was more difficult for me and some other people to get into it through normal TV means through like Toonami and whatnot back in the day was because if you tried to come into the middle of a series of any anime, oh God. You'd, you were so fucking lost. And yeah. if you missed an episode, there was no way to watch that episode again. And yeah. it was very different from other traditional cartoons mm-hmm. that were very episodic in nature. You could jump in and jump out whenever you wanted. Whereas if I came in on episode 26 of Full Metal Alchemist, I'd be like, I, I remember I was, I saw... No, no. I I saw the last episode of Death Note on TV. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, without having seen anything else, I'm like, yeah. what is happening right now? That what must be so confusing. <laughs> yeah, and so that that was a limitation of TV back then, and that definitely didn't yeah. do animated favors. I think it wasn't until the viewers had the ability to really control when they watch things, how they watch things, that anime really began to take take off. Yeah, this uh, story driven uh, piece of animated media. And now you've got streaming, but can I just quickly rant? I hate that there's a lot of shows outside of the US, like in the UK, for example, where I am, you can't stream them online. They're not available for streaming. Oh, just get a VPN. Well, well, yeah, I I could, but like, well, yeah, I guess I could. (laughs) But but, 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 yeah, that's not the case. I'm I'm paying for a Crunchyroll subscription. So it's like, I want to pay this subscription and then have it. Like, I don't want to pay more. Uh, and the only way you could get it outside of a VPN is buying the DVDs, which are ridiculously priced. They're so expensive. And mm-hmm. it would be like 50 quid for like half of a series or something. So it's really, really stupid. So there's a mini rant. We've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go, even from here. But yeah, anyways, moving on. Uh, Makoto Shinkai is making a new film called Weathering With You uh he's done uh five centimeters per second uh your name and really good films and he's got a new one coming out and matt you have opinions on this what would they be <laughs> right so this news came out just on monday i think monday or tuesday it's brand spanking new and the most surprising part is that it's coming out this summer so it's right around the corner it's coming out july 19th 2019 in uh japanese theaters And that means it's a very high likelihood that I'll have a world premiere at AX this year, which I'm going to. So fingers crossed for that. But yeah, I can just read off the plot synopsis very quickly for this. The story begins when first year high school boy Hodaka Morishima runs away from his home on a rural island and comes to Tokyo. Unable to find any other work, he eventually becomes a writer for a magazine focused on the occult and other mysterious rumors and meets a girl named Haruno Amano during a rainstorm. However, after she says a short prayer, Haruno tells Horika it'll stop raining out. And sure enough, it does and the sun comes out. This is a tale of, of a secret about the world that only she and I know. And to get start things off, I think we're all in agreement here that we absolutely love and adore your, your name. Oh yeah, Correct? so yes. good. Yeah. Yes. It was. Have, have you seen? I it haven't now? watched it yet. I have not watched it yet. Okay. But I yeah. have watched five, um, five centimeters per second. second. Yeah. 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 Right. And the thing about Makoto Shinkai and all of his works is that he does a lot of these stories about 
two couples, a boy and a girl, having true love but not being able to be together, something keeps them apart in some shape or form. You see it in five seconds, you see it from voices from a different distant star. And it wasn't until your name where he really hit the nail on the head mm -hmm. with that formula that it all the elements came together where the storytelling came together the animation came together the music came together and he was able to tell this compelling story around this these two star-crossed lovers whereas in previous works they were kind of just there as the the uh, framework like for tragedy. In the there's, sense. A, there's a lot of previous works that are somewhat style of substance where right. they can be very kind of stylish films. Um, so, for example, controversial opinion, I think five centimetres per second is really overrated. The reason being, I absolutely loved the first act of that film where he's on the train and he's going to see the girl he likes and it's massively mm -hmm. delayed and he finally gets there. And it's, I thought that was so relatable, really moving, really engaging. I thought it was a fantastic act. But then the second act, like, they've completely split off. They're living separate lives. Uh, and that just kind of continues throughout the film. But I feel like then at the end of the film, it wants to have all this emotional weight of sadness that they're not together. But that the female character from the start hasn't been in it for ages. So kind of by that point, you've lost investment, I found mm -hmm. personally. Like, I, I got to the end. It's been quite a few years since I've seen it, so my memory's a bit hazy. But I seem to ever get into the end and it, it felt like it really wanted this emotional response, but it hadn't actually deserved. It hadn't actually justified it. Like the start was really promising, but then it just didn't explore the relationship of these two characters anymore. And then at the end, it's like, feel sad for them. And it's like, well, no, like you've not done much beyond the first act. So that's kind of what I felt. But I know that the message is all about like a separation and loss and stuff. But that's why I feel like it went to the style of the substance. Yeah, like, I, I haven't. Themes, but... I haven't seen five centimeters per second uh, yet. I've I've had it recommended to watch only the first two acts and then stop. Mm -hmm. But what I have seen were his first movie. I forget the name, and then there was another one, The Children Who Search for Lost Voices. Yeah, um, I've seen that one too. Yeah, that one I watched recently, and I was surprised how much I didn't like that. Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I had a really uh, fun and engaging discussion about it with a friend of mine who also watched it with me, and we had come to the conclusion that it feels a lot like a Ghibli movie, in that it really was just style over substance. Like, there's no real yeah. heart to the characters. Like, there is like the character concept, and then that's it. And a lot of his movies, like prior to Your Name, didn't really have a lot of humor in it. Um, they were right. very dry mm -hmm. tragedies, or it's like basically telling you how to feel. But that's why, like you guys had said, like what makes your name so great is the main is the dynamic between the two main characters. They're both it feels fun. So they're, they're both fun. It has such direction. They're relatable. Like, yeah, you want them to succeed. Mm. It, it feels like a legitimate story. It's not just like like you said, telling you what to feel. Like this is sad. This is why it's sad. It's, it's right. just telling a story. It's telling a genuinely engaging story uh, that's funny. It's got heart. It's well, got charm. It's, like, it, it's, it's not got like stakes. He, and... he can't tell stories. Like, um, like I enjoyed the idea behind uh, Children Research for Lost Voices, but he just didn't get the characters down right 
um, which was the rough part for me to sit through, which is like, if you're going to have an emotionally engaging story, I need to care about the characters. You can have this great premise, you can have this great through line of adventure, but if I don't care about anybody in the cast, why should I watch the movie? Yeah, well, I genuinely think characters count for, like, the the most in any narrative. Because I I think if you've got amazing characters that are so likable and so engaging, even if your story's a little bit weak, it can Mm -hmm. still be entertaining just on the characters alone. Whereas you could have an amazing story, but if the characters are boring then all of it will crumble apart. Well, that's like the whole idea behind Slice of Life shows, right? It's like they're ostensibly shows about nothing, but you watch them because you care about the characters. Because of the characters, exactly. And that's the amazing thing. Like It can thrive even with a minimal story, all because the characters are good. So, But you can't do that either way. You can't have a show thrive on a great story but terrible characters because that doesn't work, in my opinion anyways, from what I've seen. And so going back to the whole uh, telling us how to feel, this is where I get worried about mm. this new Weathering With You movie because here's uh, the quote from Makoto Shinkai himself uh, about what what he wants this movie to be. So it starts, quote, I think it's going to be massively entertaining. This probably sounds kind of cheesy, but I think it'll make people laugh, cry, and realize things they haven't thought about before. I'm making this movie while I'm thinking, I want the people to watch it to think it's fun and interesting. I want this to be a movie that anyone can feel as a movie for them. And that's great and all. However, that c- describes every movie he's made in the past as well. And mm-hmm. or at least like that's the goal he was going for in every movie mm-hmm. in the past. And he only really achieved with your name. And even before your name came out, everyone already kind of knew the Makoto Shinkai formula. And a lot of people like your name was critically acclaimed and the majority of people loved it, but there's still a large number of people that couldn't get into it because they knew it was Makoto Shinkai and they knew the general flow of how the movie was going to go and they were able to predict it and they weren't able to invest it because of that. They're mm. kind of jaded mm. to it. And I feel like with this statement, it's almost like he's going to replicate the success of your name. And I'm worried about that. If he... Without like the cry- approaching yeah, it from the- like the perspective that made your name great. Right. It's mm. it's the cry part. The trying to make a movie for everyone and the it seems like it's lacking focus and vision to mm. me and I'm wor- worried that it's just going to be trying to follow the same formula of your name with basically the Shakespearean tragedy formula with a comedic first half and a tragic second half. Mm-hmm. And if that mm. is the case, it's definitely not going to like of course everything can be executed so well, but I, I want him to try something new, and it doesn't seem like he's doing that. I, I mean, like the, the like the, you still th- had that formula with your name, and like the only reason I think people like weren't bashing it was because it did have a happy ending. Right. Like it's still, I don't know. I'm okay seeing the formula if it's done in a fun, fun way. Like the whole body switching thing, um, and the time traveling shenanigans was a lot of fun. Um, right. So yeah. And and I do think as well, I think the ending was perfect. Like, if that show had... Because here's me with... Not the show, but the the movie. If Your Name had ended where... uh, I guess small spoilers for Your Name here. Um, If it had ended where they don't remember one another and they forget each other, it would just feel like the entire movie was pointless because you've spent the entire movie following the relationship between these two characters, watching them grow and fall in love 
And then at the end, it ceases to exist. And you'd suddenly feel like, what was the point of any of this? Nothing actually happened. Nothing actually came of it. But having them remember each other at the last second gave you that hope of there is a future and there was a reason for watching this relationship grow and develop because there's a payoff. Right at the end, there's the payoff mm. of they remember each other, they can rekindle their relationship. And you could say it's a cliched happy ending, but it fucking works. Like, it, it makes you feel good and it's entertaining and fun. And that's infinitely superior to a sad ending with no reward or no payoff. Because that's what it would have been if, if they hadn't remembered each other. It would have been sad, but it also just been, like, annoying and irritating. Like, what the fuck was the point well, of that? Well, that's what Matt's trying to get at here. And, like, I can I can share his yeah. concern where it's like, don't don't focus on, like, the expectation that you, like, want or, or don't, don't focus on, like, don't, don't put the cart before the horse, basically. It's like, don't try and get mm. the reaction you want from the audience before actually, like, focusing on the story itself. Um, grant, granted, right. like, you know, it's, it's, like, there hasn't really been much said about this new movie yet. Uh, the premise right. sounds interesting enough. It, yeah. um, but, like, hopefully your name was not just lightning in a bottle. Right. Exactly. That that would be my worry, essentially, is that because when I watched your name, it was such a revelation for me. And then when I was preparing for this topic and I was looking through Shinkai's filmography, I'm like, wow, like I never really enjoyed any of these. I, yeah, right. I moderately enjoyed Garden of Wars <laughs> just simply because it was gorgeous and absolutely jaw dropping. But everything else, especially uh, Children in Search for Lost Voices, I had completely forgotten. I watched that. I it's I, I it's a very. Yeah, it's so forgettable. Yeah. Yeah, I completely forgot to watch that. And so what with his history in that regard and this statement, it makes me trepidatious. But I am hopeful because your name was so good. Mm. I just hope that he takes it and evolves it a bit more and doesn't try to just yeah. run in place. I think sometimes one of the best things to do as a creator is if you get something really right, if you do something amazing, as tempting as it is just to kind of like do a sequel to that or follow that up, it's actually best to completely turn it on its head, do something totally different, because whatever he releases after this is going to be compared to your name. So if I was him, I'd release like an action film. Mm. I'd do something totally different, totally uncharted ter territory, because then you wouldn't compare it to your name. Or at the very least, do something like your name, but turn certain principles on its head, kind of like Majora's Mask to Ocarina of Time. Majora's right. Mask followed up Ocarina mm -hmm. of Time by like, following all the great gameplay, but it turns so many mechanics on its head. I think that's more like On the head, here, yeah. Like, yeah, so like that could be interesting if he almost deliberately rejected his own formula. So like followed certain things that he learned from your name, but I mean, rejected he, he's, he's got to be self-aware enough to where he realizes what like public perception of him is, right? Right, because yeah. it was what, the second, third best-selling anime film in Japan of all time? Or was it just film period? I can't remember. It was something absurd like I'm, that yeah it was huge it, it was really really big Sec okay yeah. yeah second highest grossing japanese movie of all time oh man so like period wow. not even anime movie just just japanese movie, movie. Yeah. yeah that's amazing yeah what was number one out of interest i was spirited away i want to say Oh. It, was a, it was a Ghibli film. Probably. So oh, film. man. Probably. I am... It probably is spirited away. All right. This is mildly related to the topic, but I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> this out there. I, I'm I'm not a Ghibli fan at all. He's I, very much he's very what? much a style over substance kind of dude, and I don't like it. 
Kyle. I thought I was the only oh, thank person God. in this country. Good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Oh, like, like, I, I feel about Ghibli the uh, way I feel about a lot of movies from the Disney Renaissance of like the 80s and 90s. It's like, these are really good looking movies. I don't give a shit about anybody or anything that's happening. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's all very dependent on your taste. Some people do prefer the kind of like the style over substance. They can watch like a five hour long movie that's all set in one room mm-hmm. and it's one actor covered in paint or something. That sounds like it's the second season of Castlevania. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> um, but 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 that's mean some people don't mind that and. Don't get me wrong, there's there's incredible artistry behind the, the Ghibli films, but they're kind of boring. And in my opinion, they... Where I said before, like, the most important thing for me anyways is having a strong cast of characters. That is the most fundamentally important thing. I just don't find the characters particularly engaging. And on, on top of that, the narrative is so bare bones, but it's meant to explore a concept. That's the whole idea of their concept films. They explore some sort mm-hmm. of idea is meant to replicate childhood innocence or a childlike wonder yeah. well, or that, teenage romance, like that, whatever, but it's, it's like... That's why Shinkai and Ghibli movies, like going back to the earlier topic, like they're very good entry points for people who are curious about anime because they are so accessible. But I definitely wouldn't... I don't know if I'd recommend them to somebody who is already a fan of anime. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. I think, like, I'll just... Yeah, if you're a huge fan of anime, I think that's fine. But as as an intro- introduction point, unless you're into that kind of style over substance, it might turn you off because mm. you could be someone who just wants more like fast kind of entertainment, uh, which is admittedly more my street. It's one of the reasons I love something like My Hero Academia. Do you think like the Ghibli films kind of bridge that gap well, between Disney and other anime? There are, yeah, I, I would argue that they do. Well, I, at least older Disney films. There are definitely some newer, like, Disney and DreamWorks movies that are just really good on their own. Like, How to Train Your Dragon and the first Wreck-It Ralph were great. Um, they're great characters, great stories. Uh, and that's why, like, I don't like a huge amount of Ghibli's work, but one of my favorite Ghibli movies and just movies in general is Kiki's Delivery Service. Yes, that's my favorite. Um, just because you... It's just about... It's a movie about Kiki and all of her... Just, stuff living in a city and it's great it's just a fun laid-back adventure uh, i watch kiki's delivery service whenever i'm not feeling great i just need a, like a quick pick me up it's just such a it's the definition of mm-hmm. a feel-good movie it's great it's so good <laughs> but it also has like all of the hallmarks of ghibli which is you know sweeping vistas fluid gorgeous colorful animation and all of that so as far as like anime entry points yeah, yeah i ghibli is still a like picking a ghibli film is not a bad way to go but I, I remember, distinctly remember, like, in, like, my junior or senior year of college, like, I got to talking with somebody about, like, how I'd never seen Ghibli movies. They made me watch Totoro, Princess Miyazaki, uh, oh, what? Princess Mononoke. Mononoke. Princess, Princess Miyazaki. Princess Mononoke. <laughs> um, and, uh, God, uh, another one. Um, Spirited Away. Spirited Away, yeah. That. I watched all three of those in the same year, and Totoro. And I didn't like any of them because <laughs> they were just really boring. And it's like, oh, what, what? I I don't like, I don't get, I like, why why should I care? It's like none of these characters are particularly fun or interesting. And that's really like why I enjoy yeah. Kiki so much is the character herself is fun. But uh, mm. that, that's my yeah. Ghibli rant. <laughs> <laughs> Ghibli, Ghibli rant over. I'm sure it'll offend many mm. people. 
But yeah, uh, it just comes down to subjective preference. Some people prefer that kind of uh, conceptual exploration in film themes and some people prefer character-driven stories. And uh, I think if you are one of the people that does prefer character-driven stories, Ghibli films just aren't quite for you. But uh, but hey-ho, we're all different. It takes all sorts to make a world. Uh, what about you, Noah? Have you seen any Ghibli films? Uh, I have only seen Ponyo and Kiki and I think it'll stay like that. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm kind of in the same boat as Kyle, but I do like just the visual spectacle of it. I think Ponyo and Kiki are a bit better in terms of like, you know, what you guys were talking about earlier, quality of character. Ponyo actually has a character and so does Kiki. But I, I really, I fell asleep during Totoro and spirited I mean, away. Yeah, it's, it just kind of nothing happened. And it's watch, I don't think watch these cute characters do cute things, I guess. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's pretty harmless, but I would never, ever consider ranking it as any of my favorites anytime soon. I, I'm apparently in the minority of this group because I still love Ghibli. <laughs> um, but I can I see why I 100% agree that it's more suited for entry points for people rather than people someone who's already into the medium was grave of the fireflies done by ghibli yes okay oh well yeah i guess i like that Grave of the fireflies more. is, fa- is okay. fantastic because i was like trying to remember is that by ghibli or not yeah so i'd say ghibli is really good when they're not when they're limiting themselves to at least a certain amount of characters yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, <laughs> okay, maybe Spirited Away is a bad example I, of that. I guess, let, let, let's sum it up. Ghibli can be really good. Yeah. yeah. They can also be not very mm. good. And in terms of what's really good and what's not very good, it's very divisive and very subjective and all based on personal preference. Um. Hopefully, that is the best way to not offend the listeners. <laughs> so, so Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to the next topic anyways. Um, what would our dream anime be? So in the spirit of Christmas, uh, we wake up on Christmas Day and we go downstairs and uh, Santa's there in front of the tree. Wait, why is Santa there? he tells there? you to be quiet. He's running late. Oh. And he's just putting into your Christmas stocking a DVD. And uh, it's a DVD of, of the anime Evil. Wait, but Santa, I don't have a DVD it's, player. It's 2018. He also... <laughs> It also brings out a DVD. Oh player. my God! Thank you, Santa. And, and you, you, you eject, and you realize that he's accidentally left in his homemade sex oh. tape. Oh, and Santa! You take that out, and then you take out your anime, and you put that in, and you put it on. What is your anime? What is it that Santa's delivered you? The wonderful man for Christmas. What has he given you? I kind of want Santa's sex tape now. Well, well, you have it. Well, that is true. I have, you have it. it. So, Kyle, what if you, if you were to see Santa's sex tape in an anime, what would you want it to be? What would you want him to do and who would be in it? I probably want the dubbed version of Santa to be voiced by Jeff Bridges or Kurt Russell. Okay. Well, we got the, the latter. That is true. Well, as far as non-Santa sex tapes, uh, dream anime series go... I, I mentioned this in uh, the workplace chat, but I I need more Toradora, and I would love to see a Toradora season two, just because all of the original series was just the build-up 
to them establishing uh, their the relationship between the two main characters. And I would love to see a series that just focuses on them as a couple. And that's that, that's really just like any anime series in general. I hate that a lot of rom-coms are about the build-up, which is why I really liked in the currently airing series, uh, Bunny Girl Senpai, that they kind of get that out of the way so early. That way you can just focus on like a natural dynamic between the two rather than, oh, will they, won't they kind of kind of thing. So that is that that is my preference. Right. And I That's forget, did, is there more to the Toradora manga or did the anime cover everything there was? Um, like uh, it was originally a light novel that got adapted and it, yeah, it covers about the same 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 span of events. There was technically okay. a visual novel that got released on the PSP. That, yep, I remember that uh focuses on like an epilogue where like whoever you hook up with gets pregnant. And for some for some reason, every single like visual novel adaptation, they, they did the same thing with Ori Emo. Anyways, I'm probably saying more than I should, but yeah. Uh no. Anime covers everything. Alright. Anyways. Right, Noah, what would yours be? What would be your dream anime oh, assigned to leave? Give you? me more Western animes like Avatar, and I don't... Like Voltron? No, I don't like Voltron. So <laughs> or the Dragon Western Prince shows, Yeah, I... Western shows inspired by anime. Yeah, but like more openly anime. Nothing like, uh, I guess, not nothing anime inspired. I just want an anime made by a Westerner. So Castlevania. But... I'm gonna sound like a dick saying this Noah but anime is the Japanese <laughs> for animation meaning <laughs> I, it does I didn't know Japanese. that the clue so yes it does kind of have to be Japanese otherwise it's like saying I would love to see another western animation made by a Japanese person it's like well it would be Japanese then anime so, so what you mean is yeah I guess like western animations influenced heavily by anime. you want a western cartoon drawn in the anime style kind basically. of yeah i just want something with more western writing too i guess but there's neo yokio yeah uh, <laughs> jaden smith's our, our... gift to mankind uh, <laughs> getting season two yeah oh god okay, so i've i've heard i've heard about this i've not seen any of it but it looks fucking it's, it is i like, i actually kind of enjoy it does it's it's got okay okay hear me out here for a sec i enjoy it because it's got the same kind of humor that like adult swim shows have where it's non-humor it's 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 a series full right. of anti-jokes all told by jane, all told by jane smith. smith so it's like yeah. whatever but yeah neo yokio is i would i would never recommend it to anybody it is definitely right. a guilty pleasure for me Alternatively, I would like to see an adaptation of Valhalla. Oh, uh, yeah, the it's Valhalla. Got all the that... waifus. It's got all the waifus. It's got that uh, the neon glowing aesthetic that everybody seems to be into right now. To, to clarify, the Valhalla that Noah is referring to is the oh, uh, visual novel made by Sukeban Games. Uh, uh, oh, that Valhalla. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah. cyberpunk waifu bartending. Yeah, I yes. would totally be down Ooh. for that. Which is a great game that you should play. Nirvana coming out in 2020. Ooh, yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Matt, what would be your dream anime yeah. for Santa? Yeah, so I growing up in California, I was always a water rat. I did swim team. I did surfing. I did wakeboarding. 
like almost anything involving water i was in and waterboarding yes including that yeah <laughs> um my original dream anime would be a swimming anime but seeing free? as we already have that with free yeah. and it's not that great and that saddens me <laughs> is it not except i i see I mean, so many people talking about it or is that because it's for joshi bait well, it is 100% Fujoshi Bay. And I will say the second season of Free, actually very, very good. I enjoyed the second season of Free very much. And it was kind of the swimming anime that I wanted because it just focused on the swimming. However, the first and third seasons were pretty trash garbage because it was all drama and it was very fabricated drama that didn't make any goddamn sense. And it's just like, get over it. Like a lot of high school drama. Is that the you, kind of drama kind of like, that could be solved if people just talked? Yeah. Oh. And it's... Mm. The drama is like, you left the swim team in elementary school. How dare you? It's like, um, how do you remember what happened in elementary school? Anyways, uh, that was the... <laughs> so a lot of people hated the first season for good reason and didn't give the second season a chance when the second season was very good. And then the third season came out. I was like, oh, man, maybe like it's going to be... Nope. Um, they just reverted back to drama in college this time. <laughs> oh, uh, man. But anyway, seeing as swimming has already been done, my next up would be surfing. Oh, okay. I would love, 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 love a surfing anime because I, the surfing scene isn't huge in Japan, but there are waves there, and the important aspect of that is that it'd be an excuse to be a globetrotting anime, because mm. there are definitely it, people out there that chase waves around the world. And coming hmm. off of a month or two ago, I'd finished watching a Full Metal Panic: Invisible Victory, and I love that. Not only because it was more full metal panic, but also because it was this globe-trotting modern adventure. And I feel like there's very, 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 very little of that in anime. You have globe-trotting fancy worlds, you have globe-trotting like historic ones or future, but you don't have a whole lot of shows where it's like our world, these characters visiting these different locations. And so that's one reason I want swimming. Were you going to say something? Or not swimming. Uh, oh, swimming. yeah. Well, I was going to say that like it's not completely like a huge leap uh, for a surfing anime to exist just because they could reasonably set it in Hawaii, which has a huge Japanese population. Right, definitely, for sure. You, you go to that'd Hawaii and everything is in English and Japanese. <laughs> yeah, that'd be quite yeah. plausible. I think mean, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, for me... Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah? I wasn't quite done. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I, I, okay. I'm really passionate about surfing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I haven't been able to surf in a very long time. It's ever since I moved to the East Coast. Oh. But the other part of it is that if animated well, it would be just so drop-dead gorgeous. There are so many ways you could animate waves. All the different intricacies of a surfboard, the difference between a tri-fin and a quad-fin. Oh, my God. And so forth. And that's the thing is that there's no way, absolutely no way in hell that this would be drawn in traditional, traditional 2D animation. Because to actually do good waves would be an enormous undertaking. And I feel like the only way the show would actually come into existence was if this was a th 3D CG anime, which I won't disregard entirely because we had Lando the Lustrous already. That yeah, proved, awesome. yeah, proved that CG anime can work. Despite Lando the Lustrous' mm. story not being so great, it's, I think it's not up for debate how well on a technical scale that, that show was. And so I mm. do believe that if, you can create this surfing anime using 3D CG. If you can do it by 2D animation, by all means, go. But being realistic, <laughs> I don't think that's possible. So, yes, please, yeah. please, 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 Santa. And, um, 
eight days, I would love if you dropped off a DVD in my stocking, my non-existent stocking, called... God, what would it be called? <laughs> um, Surfing! With an exclamation point. No. <laughs> um, what, what's like a stupid name that's like, like free is... Uh, Bins in the water. Let's go with that. Oh yes. man, I want cool. I want that DVD called Bins in the Water. That sounds like a Makoto Shinkai movie. See, now the thing is, <laughs> yeah. if you see an anime called that release, you're going to feel annoyed because they've taken your idea. Mm. I'm going to be very upset if it's not about surfing. Yes. Yeah. If if they call, if it's, it's going to be about water planes, it's an anti-surfing. Oh, about yeah. the dangers of surfing, <laughs> and that it's it's dangerous, and that only naughty people do it, and it's it's awful. Yeah, that's what it'll be. I'll hate um, you. <laughs> for me, if if I had to choose one, um, I would love to see uh, a Mortal Kombat Ooh, anime. All but, right, but yeah, because the reason being, they they did a cartoon, American cartoon, but it was like a kids show. There was no violence or anything. What? I'm if sorry, I'm sorry. Anime, Mortal yeah, Kombat what? and kids shows yeah. don't go together. Yeah, did you really use those exactly together in the same sentence? I, yeah, I just looked it up on Wikipedia now. I knew it existed, but I just looked it up and it's what? described as a kid's show. What so reality I've not is seen this? Much of it. Did you, are you like it's, some it's sort bonkers. of time traveler? Did you skip from timeline A to timeline B? No, honestly, <laughs> like, you, I think it's called Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. Oh, that's like, exactly what it it's called. It does exist. Are you looking I'm looking at it on YouTube. It looks like a G.I. Joe cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not. it's not good at all. So I would love to see a really dark, gritty, violent Mortal Kombat anime adaptation Ooh. Um, Ooh. that kind of reinvents certain characters uh, and kind of reworks the story somewhat, but in a way that is more kind of Japanese-focused. Because I'd love to see a different interpretation of it. I wouldn't just want to see the Mortal Kombat universe replicated exactly. I'd happily see a different iteration of it, a different interpretation of the whole universe, but one with all the violence intact, all the kind of grittiness, the darkness, the gore. I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be really cool. Another one, and this is in the spirit of the fact that there's a fucking awful Sonic movie <laughs> on the way. Mm. Uh, there was there was Sonic X years ago. Yeah, I um, actually enjoyed that. Oh, Sonic X was fine. I yeah. I actually enjoyed it, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> four kids butchered the dub. They censored a lot. They really like messed up that. But four kids have an awful reputation. But the original subtitle version had some really entertaining moments. Uh, some really fun characters. It was just fun, kind of turn your brain off entertainment. Uh, and I genuinely do still think there could be a really solid Sonic anime because I know, like, it's a divisive franchise. I don't think the characters of Sonic are bad at all. I think there's some really enjoyable characters and it's a really enjoyable world. I think it's just a lot of the games that are bad, just from a gameplay standpoint. I think as a franchise, it's always had potential. It's always had so much potential and it has capitalised on that potential in certain games. But there's just been a lot of games that have gotten it wrong. Uh, but I think it could thrive as an anime, as an animated series. Um, so yeah, I'd happily see both of those things. A really dark, fucking, balls to the wall, gritty, violent Mortal Kombat anime. And then it's just sort of lighthearted, fun, well done Sonic All right, anime. Harry, now here's a question uh, for you with that Sonic anime. Would you want... Okay. Shadow in there. Sonic to have fur. Or that. Or Sonic to have fur. <laughs> Two questions. I, I'd want Sonic to look like how he looks in the game, so no fur. <laughs> That's fucking weird. But in terms of having Shadow in it... Do uh, you like Shadow I'm as a character? There we go. I'm kind of indifferent to the character, because I... He's adorable. I, I'm sorry? 
Uh, He's such a little edgy puffball of adorable. Oh, okay, okay, I get that. All right, all right. He's 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 obviously a very cringy character, but uh, I I don't mind the role he plays in Sonic Adventure Two. Here's a weird thing. Okay, so this is what really annoys me in Sonic Adventure Two. In my opinion, he actually played a very solid role in the story, and it actually ended with him dying. And that's how the game ends. He's killed off. And it's actually a really quite nice ending, but it's something that a Sonic game doesn't normally do. They don't normally kill characters off. And I still think that's a really good move. Only because he was so popular, they brought him back in Sonic Heroes as a robot. Was it Sonic Boy, Heroes or Sonic or Shadow the Hedgehog first? No, so- Sonic Sonic Heroes okay. was next. That was in 2003, I believe. He came back as a robot? Yeah, so oh, yeah, he was a clone. Like an That's android. right. I forgot about that. An, an, army, an army of androids. And then Shadow of a Hedgehog was in 2005, a couple of years later. They gave him a gun. And, and that was that was <laughs> made in response. I mean, uh, no offense, but this is a typical American thing. An American fan wrote into the Japanese studio saying, I think it would be really cool if Sonic had <laughs> And <laughs> any other game developer would think, what a fucking idiot. Oh, no. This is a child, an American child. Of course they like oh. guns. But Sega. they thought, oh, oh what a Sega. great idea. They thought, what a great idea. Let's let's do it. Let's give Sonic a gun. But that's a bit dark. Or oh, well, let's make Shadow the Hedgehog and give him a gun. Like, just wait, as a wait, word of advice. Straight up, though, that sold me on the game as a kid. I got that game. Yeah. I saw Shadow the Hedgehog holding a hammer. That's, every, like, that's you're everything that that's wrong crazy thing, isn't with it? people that play Sonic games. <laughs> <laughs> that's the crazy thing. But, um... But yes, so like um, they brought Shadow back and I just thought it was an awful move. I think if he had died in Sonic Adventure 2, he'd have gone down as actually like a really interesting character that played a very vital role in that one isolated story. Uh, he had a significant character arc with a beginning, middle and end and he died at the end, but it, it felt like a necessary death. But then by bringing him back, it just feels completely fucking pointless. Like everything that happened in Sonic Adventure 2 is sort of pointless then. And to me, Sonic Heroes is the game where the franchise completely drops off the rails. To me, up until Sonic Adventure 2, it had actually been a really solid franchise. There have been a few misses, but generally speaking, the main games had been really good. Sonic Heroes, in my opinion, is the first game where they just fucking lost it. And everything following Sonic Heroes is dog shit until Sonic Mania. That is my opinion of the Sonic franchise. So even though I'm very passionate about the franchise... I can at least identify the vast majority of it is awful. Even the games that people love, like Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations, they're just not very good. They're slightly better, but they're still pretty bad. So I guess we don't have two... Our opinions, Kyle, they're not too far apart, because you might hate Sonic, but believe me, I hate a lot of Sonic games too. But yeah, like I think a Sonic anime would be good, <laughs> and, and one that isn't completely butchered by... I mean, I can kids. definitely oh, agree that Sonic has strong personalities. Pitch me the yeah. plot of the Sonic anime. Uh, oh, fuck it. I think you said Sonic Generations <laughs> as an anime. That'd work. The way, isn't what, that just like the classic Spider-Verse, but with Sonic? Kind of, yeah. Um, What's well, so having d- different iterations of Yeah, Sonic. you can have the Sonic <laughs> Boom characters come in. Oh, no. <laughs> I heard what the I Sonic think's interesting is that... Uh, cartoon is actually... I, I've seen clips of the show, there. and yeah. it seems pretty fun. I don't know. I just don't care enough about Sonic to like want to yeah. watch it. Yeah, I, I, exactly, I think yeah. I, I, I've seen quite a few episodes because um, I watched them when they first came out. And yeah, like as a sort of simple uh, kid show, it's fine. But like you only you can only watch so so many episodes before you just start to think, okay, 
this is just getting a bit repetitive now. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's not a show that holds your interest for a long period of time, I found. It's just like, as a quick kind of burst of middle-of-the-road comedy, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, in terms of the plot of a Sonic anime, the stereotypical thing is like the Vicky Assembles and Dr. Robotnik and stuff, but actually the strongest season of Sonic X was the third season, where they all went to space to fight the Metarex, uh, which are an alien race. And that sounds bizarre. That sounds like Darling the Franks. Oh, it's no. somewhat similar to Darling of the Franks, weird, weird, weirdly, yeah. Um, but it, it, was, it was actually really cool. There was a, a, a character that came in called Cosmo, who, like, there was, like, a love interest for Tails, which, again, sounds really weird, and it kind of was, but at the same time, it was kind of really enjoyable in a weird way. And that third series of Sonic X, where they branched off from the predetermined Sonic story and did something totally new, but just using these characters, it was actually really effective and really, really entertaining. So I'd love to see a Sonic anime that completely tells an original story, like original narrative, original concept, but just using the Sonic characters and playing to their strengths as a cast of characters. Um, Because the actual Sonic characters themselves, I think when they're developed properly, they can be very entertaining. It's just that a lot of the gameplay sucks. That's the issue with so many Sonic games. Um, But I think as an anime, the characters are strong enough to make it thrive. And we saw that somewhat in Sonic X. Also, don't have someone like Chris in it, because that's fucking stupid. The human character in Sonic X. Who is Chris? That was never needed. <laughs> I don't remember that. That was, uh, that, that, that was in, in... Yeah, yeah. In Sonic X, he meets a boy called Chris, who's like an 11-year-old boy or something. And that's like a main staple of the series. And it was obviously their way of marketing it to like um, American like teenage boys or, or like 10-year-old boys. That was like the whole thing will have a human character that they can imprint themselves on so they can be Sonic's friend. Um, and it was fucking stupid and completely not needed. So yeah, watch Sonic X again and you'll remember and you, you'll feel pain. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but no, I think Mortal Kombat and Sonic animes would be very good. Mortal Kombat especially. I, I definitely think that would be fucking awesome. But yeah, fun times. Now are you uh, excited sure. for the Mortal Kombat live action movie that's coming out? Wait, there's another movie? No. There's another another movie coming out. Unless they're well, here's the thing. Unless they're gonna make it hyper violent, it will just not work. They're making it PG thirteen. Oh yeah, no! What? <laughs> I, I don't. That's know all we need to know. This, but yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I think if they made it like um, I mentioned in the past, the raid and the raid two, which kind oh of god, if they made a Mortal Kombat if, movie in the style of the raid, where it's just like short, yeah, like short punchy just, action scenes. That where you can feel yeah. the weight of every hit, oh, just constant oh, violence and, and fighting, like like legit martial like, arts. I'm, I, like, I'm not uh, a huge just, fan of Mortal Kombat, but I do love the idea behind the franchise, and I I just love the yeah. excess of violence. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that could be done as like a proper fucking violent movie that plays to the strengths of a franchise. Because what are the strengths of a franchise? We think about it. Is it the story? Hmm, not really. Is it the characters? Kind of, but really, it's the fighting and the violence. They're the strengths of a franchise. They're the two things that everyone unanimously agrees on. They're fucking good. So make a film about that. Make a film about action and violence and fighting and do it in the style of something like The Raid and then just have the characters as a a means to make it Mortal Kombat. And yeah, it'll be fine. Like... Why do it PG-13? Evidently someone doesn't fucking understand what they're doing because it's going to be shit. Like every video game I mean, 
How has no one fucking learned at this point? How has no one learned? Well, after what is it, is five Resident Evils? I don't think anybody's learned anything. <laughs> mm. I, it just, it pains me. And the Sonic movie's on the way. And I'm just not confident. But it, at least Detective Pikachu looks all right. That is true. I am yeah. mildly optimistic. Anxiously optimistic yes, I, about that. I'm, I'm cautious. But, I'm cautiously optimistic about it. That's all I'll I'm, say about I'm it. I'm cautiously now. optimistic. The, the trailer looks good, but you can make anything look good with a trailer. That's kind of a thing, isn't it? Like we we don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But I, I really hope it's good. I hope that because they've they've loosely adapted the concept of Pokemon, but what they've largely done is tell an original story. And because of that, it feels like it could work. I feel like if you try to take video games and just retell a video game story, it doesn't work. But if you do your own thing with it, it's all right. Mm-hmm. It could be good. I really hope it is. I hope it breaks the trend of bad video game movies, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, fingers crossed. Should we leave it there, guys? Yeah. Thank cool. You know. Right. That, that was good fun. Uh, so, Noah, how do we find you on social media? You can find me on all platforms at Punko Junko. P-U-N-K-O, J-U-N-K-O. And you are a visual artist, a graphic designer. I am. Sell yourself now. Why should people hire you to do their, their graphics and their visual needs? I will this do what you want you. for half the price. <laughs> right. And he will suck your dick too. I do. I also do cosplay too. Um, I built a very, very large Reinhardt costume a while back. And I like making props too. So, ah. yeah. What more could you want? Employers hire him. He's the best. And I'm single. Kyle. And you're single. So, single people out there, you know what to Ladies, do. Ladies, please. Um. So, Kyle, who are you? I am also single, but you can find me if you look up like the rogue anywhere. Just do it. I, I, I talk about video games and anime. That's it. That's what we do here. And Matt, you are? You can find me stomping Goombas on the website called Goomba Stomp. You can also find me on Twitter at MusingMojack, M-U-S-I-N-G-M-O-J-A-C-K. I've been very busy as of late. I haven't really published anything lately. I'm going to get back on that in the new year. But my episodely anime recommendation this time is the movie Mirai, which is the latest movie from Mamoru Hosoda of Wolf Children and Girl Who Left Through Time fame. It's a very different movie than what he's done. I hope I can say the same thing for the Shinkai's new movie. We'll see you later. But yeah, I enjoyed it very Fingers much. Crossed. Yeah, I don't think it's in theaters anymore, but whenever you get the chance, check it out. Yeah. And I'm Harry underscore Morris underscore. Uh, and you can find me on Goomba Stomp uh, on Twitter. So yeah, I hope everyone has a really good Christmas. And uh, we'll see you in the new year in 2019. All the best. Jingle Bye. bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs>